You are listening to Rouge, White and Blue, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Welcome to the Rouge, White, and Blue CFL podcast. My name is Oz Davis. I'm the co-host of the show. Not joining me this week is my typical co-host, Joe Pritchard, because that bastard is in California this week, actually seeing a couple of games live. So joining me instead is my old friend, still an American, so our ratio is good on this show. Greg James. Greg, how's it going this week? Going good, my friend. How's it good? It's going good. I thought uh, I thought uh, Joe was in Montreal. Yeah, he's in Montreal. Yeah. Uh, you, said, you said California. You meant Canada. Canada. Oh, my God. <laughs> Major Freudian slip. Welcome to the California Football League podcast. Um, no, Joe is in California. He's going to go see the Montreal game. And then he's going to go see the Ottawa game the next day. So Okay. That bastard. Have you ever have you ever seen a CFL game live? No, I have never seen one live. And if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in the next, hopefully within the next two months. Now that uh, <laughs> now that I can I can leave the uh, now now that I can I don't have to worry about work. Right. Okay. So I was going to talk about this at the top of the show. Uh, as I understand it, you haven't done one of your own podcasts in about six months. Now you're retired from work. So what the hell are you doing with your life besides making memes and putting them on Facebook? Well, you know, so to be fair, our last, uh, our last uh, show was uh, with Mike Hogan back in March. And Oh, okay. Yeah. So, not so since that March time period, hey, I've been working 56, 50 to 60 plus hours a week. Oh. And Scott has been... Uh, Scott's been occupied with things in his life. And so we just haven't been able to get around to, um, to doing an episode. So, um, you know, we're still on Twitter. We're still following everything. We just, um, we haven't had, just haven't had the time. So now I'm only about really 48 hours into retirement. So it's, it's a <laughs> slow process. I don't count the weekends. You don't but, count the um, weekend. Okay. No, I don't count the weekends, but, um, yeah. So we're going to be making progress and I'm in the middle of moving too. It's kind of a slow roll. Um, house is up for sale. My wife and I are moving to Japan. However, with that said, with through the magic of technology, the podcasts are still going to be rolling on. So once we get settled, you'll be hearing more from me, actually. Okay. On that subject, you're moving to Japan. How do you figure you will get access to CFL football? Uh, How are you planning internet? to do that? Well, through yeah, the but, internet. Yeah, but program. how specifically? Meaning, okay, because right now in America, most folks are having to do it through ESPN plus, right? Right now in the past, I've done it. I've, I've been able to, to VPN it, right? right? So you can change the signal to make it reflect that. But a lot of apps, a lot of streaming apps sling is one good example they're getting wise to this and so they're not letting you do it with a vpn now tsn will let you watch their streams but you need to have you know a canadian tv uh subscription yeah Right now, I guess if you have your friend's subscription, you could do it that way. But see, I've just been thinking about this because what if I move to back to Europe? Well, I mean, so how how would you do it? Well, we've got, you know, CFL does offer games through their international plan and it's on the website. Okay. Oh, so, you know, like last year, was it maybe last year? Yeah, I think it was last year or the year before. Um, no, actually it was 2019. Now that, now that I'm thinking about it. So the CFL and their infinite wisdom decide, decided to secure that contract literally minutes before kickoff of the first regular of the first se- regular season game. Yes, and I there was a whole bunch that. of back and forth on Twitter. 
I got thrown into the mix because it's like I seemed like I was point man that day for all the CFL fans on Twitter. But, um, you know, Scotty and, and Lanny are friends over at uh, over in Tokyo, uh, made sure pointed everybody in the right direction and everybody was able to yes. get hooked up with it. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Come to think of it, I seem to remember that now. Yeah. Okay. So So as long as, yeah. So that's the plan. I think for next season, we'll see how this season goes because I'm going to be over there about mid-season. I'm taking all my Roku, taking uh, taking my uh, my Panasonic Tough Book here, which I affectionately call my War Machine, over there with the VPN, and you know it's in Japan, so um, internet connection wise, we're going to be fine. So we'll see. It's going to be an experiment. So for the remain the second half of the season, actually more than the second half of the season, yeah, I'll 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 be over there, hopefully watching everything on the uh, the laptop. I'm talking to you on. You you like the Panasonic Toughbook? This is not an advertisement. They are not sponsoring us. Do you like the the Panasonic Toughbook? I love it, and yeah. uh, I got a refurbished model with a terabyte of terabyte wow. of hard drive space, 32 nice. gigs of RAM. Runs Windows 10. Apparently, it cannot run Windows 11 right now because of the processor. But this thing's awesome. Okay. This thing right. is awesome. There's a great YouTube video that shows it being dragged behind like a tractor or something through the mud and everything, and it works fine. So, does it weigh like 18 pounds or what? Yeah, but yeah, good. I mean, it's 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 <laughs> solid, but it's made of titanium. And um, you know, I just had another laptop of mine an Asus that I literally gently dropped, gently dropped. Stop. Oh yeah. 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 No, the Asus. Yeah. Yeah. That's a disposable. That's a disposable. Yeah. Yeah. And and 200 bucks wasted. (laughs) Much like my 54 inch element TV too, which this morning I go to turn it on, not working. So (laughs) had to move my other TV upstairs and it just, so good thing we're moving because now, you know, I think you're moving gotta, to Japan. Yeah, so we're not taking any of the uh, <laughs> any of the TVs with us. Well, why would you? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, that's the beautiful thing about being, you know, a Navy. retired, uh, not, you know, being a retired Navy guy too. I have access to the bases and all the, you know. So yeah, yeah it'll, you know, it, it, you know, my wife, she's like, hey, you know, what are we gonna do tech TV wise? I go, that's about twenty fifth on the to do list. Oh, things geez. to worry about. Yeah, but we I th- did. I hear they have TVs in Japan. I, I, yeah, but we did get new tech, new iPads, new iPhones, and everything. So when we get there, we're going to be able to hit the ground running. So we'll be good. Perfect. All right. Ostensibly, the subject of this show is Canadian football. So let's talk some Canadian football. Uh, four pretty interesting games last week. Let me start uh, not by talking the specifics, Greg, but let me just ask you in general: any general takeaways from last week? Uh, special teams matter as we found out in Calgary and Winnipeg, you know, cause if you can't get your offense going, think, you know, you better have a good kicker that can keep you, you know, keep your head above the above water. And we saw that against Winnipeg, um, with that said, Winnipeg and BC special well, teams yeah, turned BC, around the game yeah. for BC. Yeah. BC, um, the second best team in the West, I guess. Yeah. Oops, oops, hang on, hang on. I have no idea. Siri just talked to me. So something I said must have triggered her. Um, but yeah, BC's second next, um, second best team in the West. But like you said, special teams matter. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, I know we're, we have, we're going to go into each individual game. Oh, and the other thing too is Jalen Acklin rocks. Yeah. The pride yeah. of Macomb, Illinois at he Western is- Illinois University. It was the difference for me in Canadian fantasy football this week. And I yeah. finally, finally won a game uh, well. So, <laughs> And you're, um, you're doing the CFL CA one, right? Yeah, I'm doing the uh, – let's see. I, I always challenge myself to try and get this right every week. So this would be the Canadian Football Podcast Network CFL Daily Fantasy Football League. Oh, yeah. I didn't do that this year. I'm, oh, playing, I'm playing fantasy – Canadian CFL Canadian through Go Line software. So, oh, um, great. Dave, Dave, shout out to you if you're listening. Um, cool. And I've got a great team. It's much better than last year. But, you know, Angie is uh, in, our, in the uh, Leaf division is kicking everybody's butt 
Um, I think she's, I think she's almost perfect. Um, wow. on, uh, on her, uh, yeah, she's doing great. She won. I think she won last year too. So, so I've got going that I didn't do the CFL stuff cause it's mm-hmm. just too many other things going on. Mm-hmm. Well, I crushed it in the sports history network last year, as you may recall, and I, I do. never get tired of, of telling people. And, uh, so I guess this is my karma. It's my karma for that. I'm, I'm actually like, I've been a solid 10th right in the middle in points scored, but on the standings board, I'm like 17th out of 20. I'm brutal. I'm brutal, yeah. dude. Well, I'm you awful. still got half a season to play. <laughs> yeah. This is what uh, Hamilton fans are telling themselves too right now. Uh, speaking of Hamilton, Hamilton Tiger Cats 24, Montreal Alouette 17 is how this week led off. Now, of course, against my Montreal Alouettes in, in a game that the Owls really could have stood to win. I spoke last week. If, if you take a look at the schedule, uh, the Alouettes really have matters in their own hands here as Toronto and Hamilton got to play each other four times now in the next five weeks. So really, wow, the big boys are beating themselves up. Montreal can just concentrate on their own game. Right. Fortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, they really should have won this one in order to feel comfortable having, you know, a one and a half game lead over Hamilton going in this game. But the Ticats defense which had been asleep for most of the season, wakes up in this game, keeps the Owls out of the end zone until the fourth quarter, by which point they led 24 to six. Um, I've been doing this count every week with Glee, uh, talking about how little pass rush uh, the Ticats have. But in this game, five quarterback sacks, one interception, and of course, ultimately knocked out our quarterback as well on yeah. a run uh as soon as trevor harris goes out in that fourth quarter dominic davis comes in gets picked and off throws a pick over. yeah i'm just gonna say <laughs> you know? oh that was brutal you know what his um, passer rating was 0.0 yeah well if it were possible it would have been like negative 51 in any case uh but he got two time- yards rushing though he got two yards rushing let's not cut him <laughs> Jeez. I mean, like, what would you have done in that situation? Okay. I mean, you, you, you go to Antwi, right? Yeah. You go to Antwi. It was his best game of the year. Yeah. He scored two touchdowns. Now, now, of course, both of them were more or less plunges. So yeah, right. not that big a deal there. But that was his best game of the year. He was getting like six, seven yards per carry in that game. Yeah. So at least on first down, you give it to him instead of the cold quarterback, right? But. Yeah. Oh well, so hindsight is twenty twenty. Is the well, and, and and on that game too, man. It, it, to me, it looked like was it a game? It, okay, let's just say if it would have gone the other way. Let's say if if Montreal would have won, they make the comeback. It, right? Would it have been a matter of Montreal winning? Or, I mean, uh, to me, that was Hamilton. I mean, Hamilton could have easily lost that game. It's like right. they they woke up finally when oh crap, we might lose this game. And of course it ends on a pick and yeah. you know, they walk off, but they should have had that in a bag by the, you know, by the end of the third quarter. Yeah. But it's just, again, they got nothing on offense. You talked right. about this before the show about how, yeah, the defense like saved their sausage in this yeah. game. Right. Because, okay. You know, just looking at the box score now, again, right. the box score is deceiving because the box score makes it look like this was a close game. And it really right. wasn't for three quarters, but you look at the box score. I mean, of course, Dunbar is outstanding. You right. know, five, five receptions for 102 yards and a touchdown, but it ends there. Yeah. There, there's nothing. It's, you know, even, even on special teams, I mean, you get one yep. field goal. I mean, there's, yep. there's nothing that stands out in this game. This used to be the return game used to be the specialty of the tie cats in this, yeah. in this recent, like good run that they've had, but. This year, it's right. just been nowhere. And, and on special teams, going back to that, I mean, really, the special, I mean, Montreal special teams kept them in the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Without our returns, I mean, we never would have field position. And yeah. then just as the offense is waking up in that fourth quarter, you know, Harris has to go out. So, I don't know. I can't be that impressed with Hamilton going forward. Now, the official website, CFLCA, Somehow, mind-blowingly, has the Ticats number four in the power pool right now, the power rankings right now. Um, I can't imagine 
how how good do you feel about the tie cats going forward after this game? Mm. I mean, how does this change your perception? I, I, you know, my take on it is they're going to probably win the division. Wow, really, really, yeah. damn! Yeah. But winning the East—that's not saying a lot. It's the East. Well, except Toronto is supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, it's supposed to be versus versus you know. You know, as Denny Green used to say, they are who we thought they are in Toronto. I mean, we're going to get into that game here in just a few, but I mean, it's always been a mediocre division. So uh, to me, well, for the past 12, 13 years, right? Yeah, it's, you know, so I think it's Hamilton. The division is Hamilton's to lose. Wow. Wow. And they're in second place. But right we got eight games. Well, we got what? With a losing got, record. <laughs> yeah, with a losing, but they could still win it. They, they oh, could, sure, even with the losing record, they could still win it. Hmm. It's going to be all about the. Uh, although I did this calculus last week. Now, even figuring if they split those games with Toronto, the best that they can do at this point is what? 11 and seven. Right. And that'll, assume, win, that'll get you. That'll get you that's the if they sweep. Yeah, that's right. if they sweep, though. Yeah, I mean, what? They're not going to lose one game to Ottawa. They're not going to. They're they're really going to win two games against Toronto. I mean, I guess well, we'll see next week. Let me let me let me take. I was saying, let me take a look at their. Uh, let me take a look at the schedule. Their, their schedule. <laughs> well, it's home and home. Calgary, home and home against Toronto. All right. Uh, that's the next five weeks. Let's see. Yeah. Um, I do kind of like that we're all are crammed in together. And you're just playing division. Very old school. Yeah, it's it's, it's very, like a best of seven. <laughs> it's like very a old NBA school. series out there. Yeah. I. You know what, though? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. So we got. You see what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. I mean, this team has not shown that they can whip off, you know, nine wins in a row. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, they never have been able to. I mean, yeah, I mean. Well, I mean, I mean, back when Zach Kolaris was their quarterback right. and he was uninjured, you know, yeah, they could do it then. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah. Well, they've got, year. and then, yeah, then they got to play Montreal again. So, and then Toronto. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Um, and then and Toronto to, again. Jeez. I mean, with, with really good, with a really good finish, they'll yeah. be nine and nine. Yeah, no, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I do so, I do agree with you, but I still think that's good enough to win the division. See if they can do it, though. Yeah. All right, next up. <clears throat> BC Lions, 32, at Saskatchewan Rough Riders, 17. I don't really think that the Riders could have stood this the really bad loss uh, in terms of ticket sales. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, they, they had a disappointing home crowd again. Yeah. In terms of numbers and this loss and the way that they lost. So do we have an, do we have an idea on any of the excuses made as to why attendance was poor? Because anytime we talk attendance, obviously there's always a reason. I always, I always scratch my head with the writers because it's like that, that stadium should be a lot, you know, I mean, was it the heat? Was it? You know, well, I mean, okay. What's the answer everywhere, dude? Yeah, they're no. pricing them out. They're pricing I them know. out. Yeah. They just built a new stadium. Now, yeah. I don't know for sure, okay, how the prices are as compared to when they weren't new mosaic. Right. But I was on Twitter, and these fans are like trying to convince people not to stop going to games by bringing their own water, right? They're going, here's what you do. You go out and you eat dinner before the game. And then you bring your own water. I mean, it's like, but who wants to do that? Right. It's, I mean, you know, and we know, I mean, you and we have, you know, I've talked about this. I mean, the price of the games is just so outrageous. Yeah. They're pricing um, people out. And, and, but in Canadian football, there's no excuse for this. Right. Do you want a one third full stadium at full price or a full stadium at half price? Uh, you know what my answer is going to be? I mean, you know, if that, you know, a few years ago, and I'm surprised nobody's doing this, but do you remember when Edmonton 
hey, I forget how much they were paying. Ten bucks gets you in the beer garden. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. I mean, they got to do that. They got to they got to do something. And it just it so boggles my mind, especially now after, you know, a lost season and everything that none of the teams are, you know, hey, we're going to have ten dollar ten, you know, ten dollar gets you in the beer garden. I mean, B.C., you know, had a great homestand uh, that first game they had. They opened up the upper deck and everything. But, uh, you know, they got to be they got to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even Saskatchewan can't take it for granted anymore. Uh, I put this in my notes. I think that of all the teams that really couldn't afford to lose this week, Saskatchewan was probably highest among them. Yeah. And sure, sure enough, they're in fourth place now and only, you know, going down. Now, I mean, here's the way the game went for them. Okay. So they get off to this excellent first quarter oh, score, yeah. 10 to 1, right? Gotta love that. Nice Canadian score. Right. Okay. So they had it in the bag. I was thinking, oh, this game. I mean, yeah. it's trying. I mean, it was trending in their favor, and I'm like, it's looking good. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know where it flipped? It flipped on the missed field goal. Yep. Right. It's seventeen to four. Okay. Another great Canadian football score. Seventeen to four. Sean White misses for the first time this year misses the field goal right it wasn't even that long so it's not like he missed a 50 yarder yeah okay misses the field goal all right so uh my boy alford from the alouettes tries to take this out of the end zone right gets hammered at the one okay so already we're in trouble here but you know if we get out of this we're okay you know, we could just punt. Okay, fair enough. So, next play, first, first and ten. They bring in a fullback. Okay, in Canadian football, they bring in the fullback, right? So it's obvious what they're gonna do, right? Yeah. You know, no, no problem. You know, just you know, hit the line, get a couple three yards, whatever. Okay, hands the ball off to Jamal Morrow, takes one look and goes, hmm. I'm going to go off the right tackle, you know, get smeared safety. The riders never score again. Yeah. You know that. And and that was one of those plays that emotionally turned it around for BC. Right. Well, I mean, it's a classic classic. I mean, when that momentum shifts, that's a hard thing to stop. Right. Right. And that was the thing is that BC was sunk. Right. If they had managed to get like one first down and then punt, the game would have been over and the writers could have done what they've been doing all season, which is taking the foot off the pedal. This reminds me half. of a game last year with the writers in BC, but the roles were reversed. If you remember. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Yep. It, yep. You know, I mean, it was, exactly. and again, much like in that game last year where BC came up short, that was, I think, I don't know if that was the game that they fired their Japanese kicker or, or that was, uh, <laughs> I can't remember now off the top of my head. Yeah, but again, we, I yeah, think it was we, the game after. It was a game after, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, that's kind of, <laughs> I mean, I was thinking, I'm like, I've seen this game before, but it like in Earth, on Earth 2, it mm-hmm. happened. And, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, and, you know, I mean, I obviously well, am a huge Lions fan, and I have Nathan Rourke on my fantasy team, so I'm all in. Oh, jeez. And I nice got Lucky call. Whitehead, too. But that didn't really help me this week. Nope. Because uh, I got... I got my butt kicked. But with that said, I mean, um, you know, BC just took it, you know, poof, you know, you should have had Ackland. Yeah. <laughs> now you talk about earth too. It's interesting that you mentioned that because the riders are playing bizarro football right now. Right. I mean, okay. So like, okay. So after this, after this safety, I mean, things just, I mean, the wheels just came off. Yeah, the wheels came off completely, and, and it was, and, and you saw it, and you, and you, you, you know, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. But even when I went and rewatched the whole game again, it's like, oh, yep. You know, it, it was a lot more clear the second time, just kind of seeing, you know, it's like, and you could see the frustration on the coach's faces too. I mean, well, he's not getting through. Look, after this game, where you know dude blew up like destroyed the red blacks quarterback 
right. got kicked out of the game, got the suspension and whatnot. Okay, Which I was so, surprised. Nobody really got kicked out of this game. Well, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But, okay, so then, like, ostensibly, they had a players-only meeting. Right. And this was to straighten it out and to air all grievances and whatever, you know, do much the like fest- your festivus shirt. Do the festivus thing, right? And I got a lot of problems with you people, you know, doing that kind of stuff. But in this game, it's the same old thing. As soon as as soon as Rourke started rolling, you know, the, the riders fall apart. Look, on the in the fourth quarter, on one drive, they got two offsides on the offense, okay, on a single drive. That's a mental mistake, right? Yeah. Not following your fullback. That's a mental mistake. Trying to avoid the rouge when four guys are barreling down on you. That's a mental mistake. These guys are just, and every time Fajardo throws an interception, he telegraphs it. it yeah. th- this team is not playing smart football. And then you're, you're talking about your surprise. There's no ejections on the final offensive play. Uh, when they couldn't get enough for the for the first down on third down, um, they had two unsportsmanlike conducts called oh, yeah. on them on the same play. And Naughty Rogers actually thought he had been ejected. Oh. He actually he actually started walking out because he thought he had been ejected from the freaking game. It's like that's how. <laughs> I mean, they know they're doing this stuff, you know. So yeah. it's like. Jesus. I mean, I mean, it's like not only, you know, do do, you know, are the riders barely in position for the playoffs right now? I'm like actively cheering against them. I mean, this is an ugly team with a bad attitude. Well, and, you know, when an attitude like I mean, it's it's been there all season and I don't see it changing overnight or you can. I mean, if you got if you got if your guys are getting kicked out of games once say every other game that's systemic i mean i could easily see them changing uh regimes for next season if this <laughs> continues yeah i mean i don't think they're in any position to do a mid season firing but i don't see any upside well i mean you got that and you got you know people not showing up for the games you know i mean you got to <laughs> do something to get people you got to do something to get people excited i mean you know i mean I, yeah, I but, don't know what okay, okay, look, let's let's take the prices out of it for a long time in this century. Um, and then a long time again after that, you know, these riders were bad. Right. I mean, they were losers, you know, after yeah. after Chamberlain was out of there. These guys were the bad news bears of CFL football, but yeah. the fans still loved them. Right. The fans still went on social media and were like, we're the best. We're going to win it all next yeah. year. Da, 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 da. Okay. But this is not a lovable team. No. I mean, I mean, p- folks love uh, Fajardo and stuff, but, you know, the characters like Sean Lemon are long gone. You know, right. the, the lovable guys are long gone. And all you're left with are these dudes who had problems in college, problems when they were playing with the Argonauts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, well, and they're and it's like almost like they want to become the Raiders, but <laughs> I mean seventies Raiders, but they never will be. I mean, it's just it's just not what you do nowadays. If you've got a lot of bad apples in this day and age, back you know seventies, it was a different era. That was complete Renegade area era. Um, but this, I mean, yeah, that's just a recipe for disaster. 70s was a different planet <laughs> it was so yeah so is chris jones the john madden then <laughs> i he didn't actually win the I great no i don't know nah, you got a ways to go you know what <laughs> the only way you're going to be compared to john madden in cfl football is somehow if you magic somehow your name allows you to get a canadian football video right. game made yeah yeah, we need and, that person. And we're nowhere even near that at this point. Oh, we so. need that person. We need the Canadian football football game for sure. We've been, I've been beating that drum. I mean, I think every oh. every podcaster I know is beating the drum, including, you know, you know, Paul Sanchez when he was on the Marquez. He beat yeah. that drum. It was the one thing I always agreed completely with Paul. It's like they need the video game. Now, again, I'm, going, you know, completely getting off the rails here on CFL topics, but – you know, goes back to our other conversation of how do you put 
asses in the seats, well, video game will help. So yeah, sorry about. I digress. Yeah, no the the rouge the rouge white and blue often discusses gaming. Oh yeah, and, no, you I know, know we Joe and I are the last of the board game geeks, and I am a total sim, a sports sim. I get fanatic. I, these uh, days. I got it. I got to so get you playing in my sim be, leagues, man. Yeah, there's got to be some sim games out there that can sort of kind of approximate the CFL. And if well, not, other was, than our, our well, we had our, we got our cold snap board game, but I mean, yes. nobody, yeah, but I mean, on and video now, you know, they did have the Doug Flutie, you know, PS2 version yeah. game on a PS4, which, eh, yeah. You know, I mean, now it's, you know, we'll see, man. Well, it's not a good sim. It's not a good sim. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a square in this respect because everybody just really wants the uncanny Valley stuff. You know, they, they just want it to look like real football, but I just want it to reproduce real football. But I've been thinking about this because my latest obsession is I got the computer version of Stratomatic basketball. Oh, and uh, it's pretty dope because you know it's clear that it's just based on the on the board game it's just based on the card and dice game right because you can actually there's an option where you can show the player cards and you can show the dice and what they roll ah so it's it's really exciting in that respect but you know it it also shows you the game being played like it has how how about have you played dk sports stuff i mean i use the action pc football yeah see a lot of people a lot of people recommend that one to me yeah i, I haven't played the basketball i've got the hockey game and actually you know not to toot my own horn but my chicago cubbies are uh fighting for the last playoff spot in our my sim league and we're starting off with 1970 so i got boog powell and pete rose winning the are, are, are in a hunt for the bad for the title. cubs for yeah the cubs? for the cubs <laughs> awesome Awesome. And you're in the race. for the, So, so, but are you doing it like in the 70s style? So you only have four teams making the playoffs. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Four teams making the playoffs. Um, wow. But awesome. dude, I'm jealous. Uh, well, That's the pirates cool. are the first place team and I don't even think I've beat them this season. So I know how it's going to end for my Cubs, but at least I'm getting them in the playoffs. Are they the real pirates though? No, no, just no. Uh, Percy who drafted very well. Uh, you know, some of these older guys know this stuff better than I do. Plus, all these these guys that guys that play the sim games are are retired and got get a lot of time on their hands. I mean, yeah. drafts are like, hey, you got to, you know, I get messages, you got to make a pick now. I'm like, dude, I'm in court, man. I got like a job. <laughs> I can't draft now. I had to pinch. Joe Pritchard had to pinch. I needed Joe Pritchard to pinch it for one of the drafts I did because I was like. Dude, can you help oh, me out? If you ever need someone in historical baseball, dude, call me. Oh, well, yeah. Dude, I was lucky with me. this. I was lucky with this league because there was an understanding. Hey, yeah, plus two, you know, I'm in the final months of my job. So if I go to a spreadsheet and pull up the draft, I figured at that point, I'm like, you know what? If they're going to yell at me for doing this after 20 years, um, whatever. <laughs> I, I wasn't really, I'm like, yeah, cause it, it, it literally, it takes two seconds to make your pick. You don't, you know, if you plan ahead, you can figure it out. So, and when you play historical stuff, you, you go through that list going, Hey, I remember him like Larry yeah. Bittner. I didn't draft Larry wow. Bittner, but he'll be available next year. Cause they know at some point in 77, I'll need him. He'll be good for, he'll be good for part of the season. <laughs> right. <laughs> Damn. wow that's great now, i gotta get into a baseball league one of these because that's really my bread and butter man is baseball sims that's i i'm i don't mind telling you i'm good at those games so well i mean i would love to get know. into a real league sometime all right so real quick uh you had nathan work this week so you enjoyed his awesome line which was a nice little comeback after a couple of uh, yeah you know subpar games after the guy who's been all hyped up this whole season 27 to 33 for 336 yards two touchdowns zero picks right. is nathan rook the mop i think i yeah yeah i'm gonna go with it if the season ends today yes i think so okay i think right. so i mean you know what there's not a downside in picking him for that even if the lions yeah. get bounced in the first round 
I mean, look, I mean, he's, he's phenomenal. Yeah. So, so we'll see. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I haven't, haven't looked at the numbers to see where he's at with the other quarterbacks, but I mean, you just look at the stat lines. I mean, he's he very rarely, he doesn't throw interceptions that often. Well, he doesn't throw many interceptions. Well, let's see. Wait a minute. Before I say throws. Yeah, let's see here. So in this season, um, he's third, had a couple what, of 16 touchdown games. passes, six, six picks. Yeah. And um, well above, way better than last year. But last year was his first year. So he's, 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 he's on track. He's on track yeah. for, um, he's on track for possibly being, you know, one of the greatest Canadian quarterbacks ever. Oh man, let's not let's not go down that road. Yeah, I know. I, I saw it, kid. I saw a thing this week. Actually, you might you might like this. Let's let's do this question for a minute here. This is this is kind of heresy from a Montreal Alouettes fan, but I saw Doug Flutie uh, posted a thing where he picked his five greatest CFL players of all time. Right. And, all right. Who did he pick? I didn't see that. Well, uh, Ed Reed was number two and Warren Moon was number four, I remembered. And, you know, he didn't put himself on there, of course. Uh, but at number one, he had Anthony Calvillo. Was Matt Dunnigan and, on there? Not sure. Ye- uh, I want to say yes. Okay, because good. I tried to find it again today and I couldn't freaking find it. <laughs> so, but for me, okay, so the question I had is, do we really have to accept Anthony Calvillo as the number one CFL player, even the number one CFL quarterback of all time based purely on longevity? I mean, I almost feel like Calvillo versus moon or Flutie is like, you know, LeBron versus Jordan. You know, it's like, if you value the longevity more than anything, okay. Calvillo is your default choice. But Jesus, you know, I mean, Flutie was a viable player in three leagues. You know, Moon was dominant. (laughs) You know, Moon, like, crushed racial stereotypes like Jackie Robbins. Well, I mean, so all of them, I mean, first of all, if you had, it would be hard if you're picking a team and those guys, you know, those are like, crap, who do I pick? But I think if it were me. I'm going to take Matt Dunnigan out of it only because I know him. And mm-hmm. I spent two hours, Scott and I spent two hours, John with him. And the best part of that interview was the stuff that we didn't record. Of course. That was completely. So, but taking Matt, I'm going to take Matt out of it. But I think you take Warren Moon. You Warren know, Moon, yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I think it's a no brainer. Hey, yeah. um, uh, everybody else, you know, yeah, no, I take Warren Moon. Mm-hmm. I know, uh, Mike, I know, uh, Mike over at the uh, the turf di- over the turf Mike and Andrew and uh, and Kayla at the turf district would love to hear that. So, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, as a guy who was a kid in New England when Flutie flew through the uh, you know the the hail mary Heisman Trophy winning pass, basically, yeah. Um, you know, I'll be a Flutie guy forever. I, oh yeah, I the bear, honest- and the Bears screwed him too. Oh yeah, almost everybody in the NFL screwed them. The the Bills screwed them too. Yeah. And as a result, they got the they got Music City miracled. <laughs> yeah. You know, they should have started them in that game, but nope. Uh so you know, so in that respect, I'll always take Flutie. I've always been of the opinion that they should have retired that show of football life after they did the Flutie episode. Because how can you top that? I mean, the dude's played in every league there ever was. He yeah. won the Heisman. He brought BC football back to life. You know, I mean, yep. like. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, and. Who better on that show? No, no you know, better. Moon. And also, That's too, it. he exemplified kind of what the CFL is all about. Yeah. Yeah. He really did. He yeah. really did. I mean, like, like the league was made for a guy like Flutie. I mean, right. yeah, he's super short, but. You're giving him that extra yard. You're giving him the receivers in motion. Yeah. He's going to crush it in that league. Well, I mean, yeah. And, you know, I mean, when, you know, it's funny, though, when the Cardinals drafted Kyler Murray, I'm like, he's, he's a perfect CFL. Oh, core. I mean, you just look at the wow. size and his mobility. <laughs> um, and, you know, 
I'm going to say this straight up because I'm a diehard Cardinals fan. Um, I fully expect this new contract to be basically the the kiss of death for his his Cardinal career because that's how it always goes. Anytime the Cardinals sign these big contracts, they bust. So you know what? Three years, Kyler Murray might be playing in the CFL because uh, it'll be the perfect fit for him. It'll be it'll be on a he'll want to he'll want to do a comeback. <laughs> You call yourself a diehard Cardinals fan. Is there any other kind? Yeah, that's pretty much it. (laughs) I mean, there's no fair weather in Arizona. So no, there isn't fair weather. Well, there, there, there's, (laughs) there's, uh, my, one of the Cardinals games. I went first Cardinals game. I went to in Glendale. I'm wearing a, uh, Tim Rosenbach Jersey. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Everybody else. Who's that? No, never heard of him. I go, well, (laughs) You know, it just, it's the fickle fan fandom down there in the desert. <laughs> All right. Let's do real quick because, you know, it deserves a lot of talk, I guess, but I'm running out of superlatives for this team. Winnipeg Blue Bombers 35 at Calgary Stampeders 28. I mean, I, I don't know. To my mind, Calgary played a really solid game. Yeah. Renee Paradis, five field goals, just, and never a question on any of them. Nope. And Winnipeg did the Winnipeg defense did the thing that they've been doing all year, which is just, you know, keep you out of the end zone. However, nobody can keep Kadeem carry out of the end zone. So he scored twice. Yeah. And so, you know, I thought that Calgary pretty much did as well as expected. Yep. They actually did better than I thought they were going to do. Ran up 28 points and wake up this morning and find themselves in third place in the standings. So the question I have for you, Greg is, is this fair? Yeah. 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 I, to me, I, I'm just like, well, Winnipeg is, uh, you know, I could, I, I can't see where they're going to lose any games coming up. Okay. That was my next question is it's like, okay. So, so where, where the Stampeders are at is like, perfect. I mean, it's, you, you know, they're, they're going to be the third seed in that division. Well, we'll see what BC does against Winnipeg. Yeah. Well, BC, yeah, we still have a whole lot of football left, yeah. but just kind of the We weird... still have a whole lot of interdivision games left. Yeah. That's the thing with this uh, schedule this year. So who can stop Winnipeg is the question. Okay. So for the record, this team is on a 10 and 0 run. Right. They're on a 19 and 2 run. And if you ask Joe or any other Bombers fans, they'll tell you that those two games were irrelevant in 2021. And going back to 2019, they're on a 25 and three run. <laughs> so basically, they're the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, they're the 70s Dolphins. They're 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 very reminiscent to me. At least that's when I think of those numbers. It's like those are very much Dolphin. Actually, Steeler not we could or the or the then. or the or the 2000s Patriots. Yeah, I mean they're like, just completely dominant. You yeah. you walk. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I've got. I've got Oliveira on my fantasy team too. I need him to, I need his production. That was his first outstanding game. Yeah. Yeah. All year people in order to find some chink in the bombers armor, they've been going, yeah, Oliveira doesn't get enough yards per carry. He doesn't, you know, he isn't finding the hole, whatever. Well, in this game, he ran it. He found the hole. He ran it. Will I like could not be stopped. So, yeah. Now even that criticism is put to rest. I don't well, see it, how. Yeah, 110 yards and yeah, 17 I mean, carries, I think. Yeah, and, and, and CFL football, those are big numbers from the yeah, side yeah. of the backfield. Well, that's what you want. That's what yeah. you want. Because, I mean, a team like Montreal right now who can't get those running yards on first down is suffering. Right. Just, it, it, there's nothing that – I mean, this is why the Owls couldn't score a touchdown in the first three quarters is because yeah. on first down, they're getting one yard. If they're running it, they're getting zero yards. If they're passing. So right. it's like, right. You know, you're always in a hole if you got nothing out of the running game. And now the bombers have, they finally seem to have, if this game is any indication that replacement for Harris, yeah. at least in no, the running I, game. I do find it. And I'm looking here. I'm like, I did not realize until now that Olivera's only had one rushing TD all season. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's the thing. That's the thing. The Everybody's- little things that I miss in the, I mean, I'm a numbers guy, but that, you know, and I really till before you and I went on air, didn't have a chance to sit down and actually look at the numbers, but I did not realize that. So hopefully, 
you know that i mean it's hopefully that this is the start of something but dude i've been playing fantasy football and yeah there are kadeem carries and whatnot but i I'd love to see the numbers on this. A significant percentage of touchdowns are being scored by backup quarterbacks. They're being yeah. scored by the third string halfback. Well, you know, it's like, and that's, and that's the beauty of Canadian fantasy football. <laughs> also, because, the <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you, you know, we do those drafts like, okay. And then there's like those guys that you're going through going, well, I'm going to do some research on this. Right. Yeah. And, it is a crapshoot because they may or may not play. I mean, unlike NFL football, who you know your studs are. I mean, it's so much more automated. It's, you know, it doesn't require as much thought as playing, you know, CFL fantasy football. So, um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> okay. And then, lastly, Ottawa Red Blacks scored their first win, 23-19 at Toronto. Now, yes. you have been expressing in this show – just your general sort of dismay. Well, I guess not dismay at Toronto, but rather confidence in Hamilton. I mean, what do you not see in Toronto? I mean, wasn't Ottawa due for a win? Yeah, well, they were, they were, I mean, they've got the, they've got the, I mean, they got Jalen Acklin. I mean, they got some, but, I don't know. I just, I mean, I is know. it Bethel it's, Thompson? Cause he was pretty yeah, good. It's just, yeah. It's just, it's a feel. I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I just, I can't see them. I mean, I see them in the playoffs. I don't see them winning the division. Hmm. Very interesting. Um, yeah. I was really kind of baffled by this game. I mean, normally when you see a score like 23, 13, you just assume it's, it's, a, it's kind of a low energy, high turnover game, but right. you know, not so much. I mean, the, the Argos only had the one turnover. Yeah. Um, Bethel Thompson was 25, 39 with the TV, yeah. no picks. Yeah, I, uh, I just, I just really was kind of baffled except that Harris couldn't do anything. Right. So again, they couldn't get anything out of the running game. I'm looking at this, a total of 13 carries for 33 yards. I mean, I guess that's not going to give you too many opportunities to, you and know, that's the entire that backfield. First down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, four of those are, uh, three of those carries are Bethel Thompson. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, and, and at least one of those was a broken play. I'm trying to remember the right. other two, but I remember at least one of them was help, you know, running yeah. for your life kind of thing. Uh, so, you know, I, I just don't understand why they lost this game. I guess their running game is going to be their major Achilles heel. You know, of course, last week, Andrew Harris just teed off and, and, you know, Toronto rolled. So, Right. I don't know if they're pinning all their hopes on the backfield. They better import somebody real quick because yeah, Harris. Didn't well, have and and like you said, the next you know they've got yeah, three games several against games the against Ticats Hamilton. coming yeah. up. So it's I mean, yep. yep. Uh, um, it, you know, I mean, it, it, hopefully all these games are like alleyway brawls. <laughs> I mean, for well, us, for us as a spectator, that's what we want. Well, we'll see. Hamilton, the Hamilton pass rush has only had two games where they've managed more than one quarterback sack. Right. And in none of these, and one of them was last week, and in none of these games are they hurrying the quarterback consistently. Yeah. And, you know, there's not, there's not really a starting quarterback in this league that can't do the job when they're not being rushed properly. Right. So we'll see. If they can bring it against Toronto, they'll win. If they can't, they won't. Let's just go to that next yeah. week. The third game of the week, but since we're already talking about it, is Hamilton Tiger Cats just two-point underdogs at Toronto. Now, look, I'm going to put my faith in Toronto. I'm going to say they can hold off a pretty non-existent rush. And, you know, the Tiger Cats offense just hasn't been much this season. So I'll take the Argos and I'll probably take the under. Mm, I'll take, I, I will, I will take, I'll take Hamilton straight up, straight up. All right. All right. Based on a feeling based on a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Boston. All right. We'll go 
oh boy, why is Joe not here for this game? Winnipeg Blue Bombers, five and a half point favorites just at Montreal Alouettes. <laughs> Damn. You know, the thing about this Winnipeg run is it's going to end when we don't know it. And right. it's probably going to be one of those things where they get totally mismatched. You know, it's going to be like 33 to 8. You know, people are going to be shoveling dirt on them. And then they're just going to come back and business as usual again the next week. Um, I just can't help feeling that's going to happen. However, is that going to happen this week? No. Probably not. No. I'm going to be optimistic. Joe's going to be optimistic and say they cover, the Owls cover this five and a half. So real close game. But I'll take the Bombers to win. Yeah. Why would you bet anybody bet against the Bombers? At this point, not at the Alouettes, not at Montreal. No. Maybe, maybe at- next time they play Calgary. Maybe next time. I mean, really, Calgary would be the only team I would bet against them if they were, you know, just kind of looking at the schedule right now. I mean, that's where Winnipeg is at. Mm-hmm. I mean, Calgary, the way the, the, you know, going back to the other game we're talking about, yeah, you know, the way Calgary played the Bombers. I mean, Calgary figured the Bombers out, but at the same time, sort the Bombers of. figured Calgary out too. So, mm-hmm. You know, um, so yeah, no, straight up Winnipeg. Well, to me, it was more like Calgary just figured out the way to play offense <laughs> against, yeah. against the Bombers, which is no mean feat because, you know, again, the Bombers defense hasn't been lights out, but they haven't, they've been the ultimate bend don't break right. defense this year. I mean, they're just not allowing touchdowns whatsoever. Um, all right. So the second game of the week is, Calgary Stampeders, also five and a half point favorites at Ottawa. <laughs> um, I, I guess Ottawa will probably be the Vogue pick this week, but Calgary plays anybody else last week and they win. So, yeah, I think Calgary goes to Ottawa and wins this game. Yeah. I, and I think I, they win by more than a touchdown. So. I think that, you know what, if the team that we saw this week against Toronto, shows up next week. Um, and if they can't contain my boy, Jalen Acklin, <laughs> maybe, maybe it'll be a close game. We have to see Acklin's another one. He, he, he's like Eugene Lewis in yeah. Montreal. They seem to be dominating these games and Acklin is getting killer stats, yeah. but Jesus Acklin only has like two TDs this year. Yeah, yeah, he's the Fred Bolitnikov of the CFL. <laughs> Told you we'd work in hey, some I mystery. I thought the Riders were the Raiders. Yeah. So yeah. they need to I mean, trade him. You know, I mean, I, I told you when we when you asked me to co-host, we'd get a little history in here. So there you go. There's my history for the uh, for for this podcast because he he reminds me of just you know he just he's so unassuming. You you look at him and it's like, and, you know, then you watch him play. He makes those. And also, too, a little bit of Tommy Waddle in, in him, too, who played for the Bears. Which I most, feel like he's kind of got that Cooper Cup thing going on. That, too. Where it's like, you know, they're going to him. So how right. the hell does he get open? Yeah. But he does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now, now Coop was extreme, especially last yeah. season in this regard. But he's got that just invisibility. Yeah. 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 You know? He's yeah, not the yeah. fastest guy out there, but he's always yeah. open. But he's dangerous, and that's yep. the thing. It's like you know, and then when it, when he's open, you're like, why they leave him open? When he's well, open, yeah. you give him that. I mean, and you know what I think to me in watching him, it's actually it's kind of like you know I'm going to use it. You know, anybody out, out is listening here. Okay, it's like when the Harriers went up against the Argentines, uh, Rafael's. They weren't the slowest. They weren't the fastest. But man, man, they could maneuver, and that to me means everything. You know, and Jalen Acklin, yeah, he's not the quickest, but he knows yeah. how to get to the ball. He knows how to make the catch when you need to make the catch. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I think that one will probably be close, but I, yeah, I still I, going I, with Calgary. I think the Stamps are going to win. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. Edmonton Elks seems like forever since we've seen the good old Elks 
11 and a half point underdogs at BC. And I don't know. They might be underselling BC a little bit on this one. Uh, they BC might is, be. BC has proven pretty freaking deadly at home against everybody except Winnipeg. Surprise, well, do, surprise. Do, do, do you and, remember the, the yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no. I was just going to say, and Brian Burnham, who hasn't right. played since week four, the week three. I think so. Or no, week four because they have the two buys. Is, is this back. the same? Is this the same team that showed up the first week in, in BC? <laughs> because to me, I mean, if it's the same, then we're going to get the same results. And I don't think uh, Mr. Hoskins over at the Turf District is going to go. Uh, I, I don't know what his travel plans are for this coming weekend, but I can't see him making a re- uh, a, a repeat of that trip because I knew remember how disappointed he was and uh, all over Facebook and you know like uh, I was reading my Facebook page I'm like oh dude I'm sorry hey my team won though so I was happy <laughs> yeah uh, it's it's tough to go to Vancouver and come away disappointed man I love that city. I gotta I've never make had it up a bad one of these time. days. I've never had a bad time in Vancouver. Um, but I mean, this is a different team, right? I mean, I mean, yeah. we knew that. Okay, Chris Jones is head coach. Uh, you know, the Elks clean house in the front office. Chris Jones likes that revolving door. I mean, we knew that 2022 was going to be a work in progress for the Edmonton Elks. Um, Joe is very high on these guys since the beginning of the season. And I don't know. It, it feels to me with the way the riders are surprisingly imploding week to week, uh, the Elks might even pass them at this point. Uh, but I, I, I don't see it yet. I don't see it yet. I think that BC sort of found that groove again, that they had come down off of after the Winnipeg game a little bit. And I think they found that again. And I think in this last game against Saskatchewan, they played with energy like they had early on in the season. They played because this is maybe the youngest team in the league. And they really play like it uh, in terms of like energy and stamina. Right. They really are able to, to hang with these teams the whole game. So I like that in the last game. And uh, I think that's, I think that's back at least for the short term. So yeah, I, Edmonton could play a great game and BC could still blow them out. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think that's, what's going to happen. Yeah. So. And well, I, but you know what? And, and just even looking at it, I mean, it, BC's got to get, you know, BC could very well, well walk in that game overconfident too. Yep. Yep. Sure. That's the disadvantage of being the young team, especially right. one that has like no playoff you know, um, well, they could still, they still have crossover. They still, they, they, I mean, they're only what really two games. Yeah. I mean, they're two games under Saskatchewan. I mean, anything can happen. I mean, and looking and, you know, we've still got like, right. I mean, anything could happen, but yeah, no, I, I agree with wow. you. I mean, they, they, the, the Elks coming from where they are to crossing over would be quite the eventuality. I am hoping that that's what happens. Wow. I am hoping that's what happens. Wow. Well, since I, mean, I since I hate Hamilton and Saskatchewan so much this year now, yeah, I would love for that to happen too. <laughs> but probably Hamilton will be one of the top two teams anyway. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know what? I know this isn't a prediction show, and you know I'm only I'm only stepping in, so I can give my predictions now. Yeah, uh, hey, but I still I still think it's going to be a Winnipeg Hamilton Grey Cup again. Still, huh? Still. Uh, my my preseason pick was Calgary Toronto. But I'm I'm kind of hoping for a, a you know like a BC Saskatchewan. I was until last week. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of getting disgusted with Saskatchewan, but I just feel like that West all West Grey Cup is going to happen. Summit one, one of these, these days years. at the rate. I mean, the riders were like a player two away from it yeah. a couple of years ago when they were in the Eastern final. Uh, they they really could have made it happen that year, which would have been amazing. Um, but I, I it's bound to happen, and it's just like 
until last week, I really thought that this was the year. It was going to be either Saskatchewan or BC yeah. from the east. From the east, right? I love it. BC from the east. It'd be so awesome. It'd be so awesome. Uh, somebody pointed this out on Twitter today too. That if Saskatchewan crossed over and came out of the east, they could be the visiting team in the Grey Cup. Oh, yeah. In Regina. You're right. In Regina. (laughs) Which would be awesome. That would be. You know, but then it would beg the question, so they got to swap locker rooms? I mean, (laughs) I mean, logistics-wise, it, you know, it's, I mean, jersey-wise really makes no difference. But, you know, um, yeah, that's a good question. Hey, I mean, those those sourpusses in the CFL disallowed the wood cookie guys from going that year, the red blacks were in the great cup. <laughs> they kept them. They, they didn't want them there. The, the lumberjack guys. I did not so, know that. Yeah. 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 Now I don't know if that was, home- that was a while. That was what? Three years ago now. Yeah. Three years ago. Yeah. I, did, I don't I know if that was the home that, but, venue or the league, yeah. but they said, yeah, we're not going to allow those guys to come. Uh, to the game. Now that makes sense. It's, you know, now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I don't remember seeing them there. The, the wood cookie guys. Yeah. Which is really a shame because that's a, that's one of the great new traditions in the CFL that the red blacks brought the wood cookie lumberjacks. Yeah. Um, all right, Greg. Hey, well, Thanks for coming on the show today. Oh, you're welcome, man. I uh, love this. Offering your insights. Now that you've got so much time on your hands, man, maybe we can have you on the show a couple more times before you move across the Pacific. Definitely. Definitely. And you know <laughs> what? No matter where in the world I'm at, I'm still accessible. Uh, but yeah, now that I'm retired, yeah, I got a lot more time. I'm, <laughs> I'm only two days into this retirement thing and I'm already feeling it. So um, it's, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, I was, I worked at the same career for 31 plus years as a probation officer. So, um, nothing but high drama and, and, and stress all the time. So, you know, now turn 55 on Sunday, first day of retirement reverted back to a 16 year old. Like, Hey, I can <laughs> 16. 16. Okay, 12, depending upon what it, no, let's go 12. 25, I think. 20, would be more eh, now I'm married. I can't do 25. I got to go back damn. farther. Yeah, no, no, I can't. No, but 12, between 12 and 16 12. is perfect. Wow. Yeah, well, when it comes to football, you know me. Oh, because okay. I also, you know, on top of what, my CFL America Twitter handle, I've also got the uh, great NFL fun book Twitter account where all the history, you know, vintage stuff, 70s, 80s, you know, anything related to the era that you and I grew up watching yeah. football in, you know, so to me, you know, this just keeps me young. So, yeah, there's a whole generation, our generation right. of Americans out there who think that who will be forever convinced that 80s NFL was the best and Michael Jordan is the goat. Right. This is that's it. That's it. You just yeah. can't convince any of us <laughs> of right. that. Well, so, to be 12 in that period, I mean, Jordan was at his height when I was about 18 to 20. Yeah. So, yeah, to be in that period for sports fandom, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I yeah. think everybody ends up thinking that. Yeah. I mean, you know, my well, dad, I- like, he's in his 70s now. He still talks about Sandy Koufax yeah. every time you'll you'll well, listen to him. And, and then and going back to what we talked about earlier, that's the beautiful thing about the sp- simulation sports and everything. You can answer those questions. Mm. How would these guys now? Obviously, it's a computer running the sim, and you know, George R. R. Martins. If you've ever read, I think you and I have talked about this offline, but the last Super Bowl, you know, great, great short story, great science fiction story about you know, they predicted the rise of man football and simulated sports. So, um, yeah, no, it just you know, sports just keeps us young, and you know, again, perpetual, you know, we can be perpetual 12 year olds and. You know, for Canadian football fans like us, because, you know, I mean, really, we have our football season starts in May and doesn't end until February when the NFL wraps up. And, you know, I'm not even getting the spring XFL, USFL stuff. Got a lot of buddies that are in it that love it. But you and I, you know, I think, you know, and I I keep an eye on it, but, you know, we have two leagues, the CFL and the NFL. I keep an eye on it. But in terms of just emotional investment, you know, you talk to Scott, Scott and I have these conversations all the time about, 
the new leagues popping up, the XFL. And, you know, everybody knows what my opinion of the XFL is. Would want to see it succeed. Want to, you know, think it's a great idea. But we've been down this road before. The USFL apparently had a successful season. But it's not the USFL that we knew and loved. But, hey, you know what? The more football, the better. But uh, for you and I, I mean, our, um, you know, football for us is CFL, NFL. The yeah. more football, the better. Yeah. We could discuss that. But <laughs> well, well there, there, there is, I think there's also to that problem of oversaturation. Yeah, there's a and, saturation. Right. And let's face it. When college starts between the college and the NFL and the CFL, I have more than enough football on my plate to, uh, you know, so am I, by the, by the time we get to February, am I looking for an, another football fix? Yeah, you know, maybe that's, you know, it's okay to take a little break. And we'll see, but we'll see how the XFL does this. But that's when you break out the Sims. That's I invariably do that. I invariably do that after this year's NBA playoffs. You know, this this stirring win by the Warriors. I was like, man, the next day I was like, I'm breaking out the basketball game. Yeah, that was so great. There's no more basketball for a few more months. Fine, dude. Right. Let's let's play with those guys against the Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and. and talking about the Sims, I mean, that's where you get that connection too. just, you know, as a, on a community level, I mean, I know on our CFL Twitter feed, we're all pretty much well-connected. I mean, everybody kind of knows each other or knows of each other, but you play in these Sim leagues too. That's always, it's always interesting, especially with the older guys, because a lot of the older guys get real. Well, when I'm sent a spreadsheet laying out a guy's I'm like, dude, this is awesome, but man, you're putting a, a lot of thought in this. I'm like, I'm just going with my gut here. It's like, oh, I need a, you know, give me the next guy up. I mean, to me, playing those sim games is all about the competition. And if I can play a close game, win or lose, hey, I'm happy. Other guys are really into it for winning that championship and, and you know, getting that virtual ring. And I'm like, nah, I just want right. to have a good game. That's, I just yeah. want to have a good well, game. Well, it depends how much of a sociopath you are, right? Yeah. <laughs> a simulated sociopath. Yeah. Right. Okay. So for my guest co-host, Greg James, I'm Oz Davis. We'll talk to you next week on the Roots Right and Blue CFL podcast. Enjoy this week's games. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.